Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Well, hello, hello. Hello, birthday girl. <laughs> no, it is my, it was my birthday well, yesterday. Yeah. Not almost, yeah. but yes. Close, close enough. You know. Yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, almost. Yep, another year younger. Right? Did you have a good day? <laughs> I did. It was nice. Um, we didn't do well, it was going to be a chill day at home. Um, just has been so busy with the book and life and, you know, kids going back to school and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to Black Bear Cafe. Have you been there? I have not, but I have, I get my toes did at the place right next to it. it well, it's super yummy, huge portions, but I thought it would be somewhere fun to take the kids because it's all decorated and like, you know, camping, Black oh, Bear. Cute. Okay. Yeah, it's like, they've got, yeah, it's really cute. They've got like these wood bears hanging from the ceiling and like these totem poles with bears on them and like yeah it's super cute um but the food's really good the portion sizes are huge but Mm. the food's really good and so I was like okay well you know the kids love pancakes and and I've been wanting to go out for pancakes so we'll go there um and we um went to um the store to get Lily some new Play-Doh, you know, because that's, that's the big thing right now. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we went home and my sister had invited us over to go swimming and for a barbecue. Oh, nice. And yeah. And oh my gosh. So they, there's this meat marketplace down off of 2978. It's called Haynes, Haynes. Words, something I can't remember the name, um, but it's like probably some of the best meat that you will ever have. I mean, it's like fresh meat, mm-hmm. um, and so they got these burgers that had ground up bacon in them. Oh wow! I mean, like it was ground up, like you couldn't even tell the difference between the meat and the bacon. So I bet you could the flavor though. Oh, like. Oh, it was so good. I mean, I I couldn't, like, pinpoint it, but I also had a bun and ketchup and mustard and pickles on it. So maybe if I ate it by itself. My nephew said he could taste it, but he just ate the meat. Mm. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, it was really nice. We we had burgers and played by the pool and just hung out. Nice. Yeah, so it was. It was really nice. And we got home at a decent time last night to where I could get to bed early enough to teach my class this morning. And it was just a really nice, chill day. Which Good. Is exactly what I needed. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, because it's just been go, go, go. And then this week is going to be crazy town. Um, you know, with Lucas going back to school, the little start next week. But I've got a really packed schedule this whole week. And then I have my, um, I have a group program starting next week 
that I'm trying to get together all this stuff for last minute. So it's just been yeah. like, I'm like, who's <laughs> awesome. So yes. how about you? How was your weekend? It was good. We had, um, we had a little date night on Friday and oh, we just fun. went, yeah, we just went across the street to Woodson's and sat at the bar and ate, um, this mound of like the sorted crap food. Uh, but it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and just hung out. We came home and put that functional trainer together. I was telling you, or started on it. And both of mm-hmm. us were like, we're really tired. It had been a long week. So, uh, we're pretty lame, but it was nice. And, I actually took today off. So we've just been doing home improvement stuff. So, which is like my happy place. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been good, but I'm going to pay for it the rest of this week though, because I took a day off and crammed five days into four. Um, you know, that's a little, little tough to swallow, especially yeah. tomorrow, but it, it'll be good. I'm trying to get better about, you know, I've been doing this for several years and well, I don't know, five, six years. And I, I would never take a day off aside from Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And even though my girls would have school holidays, it's like, well, no, they're fine. They're home. You know, like, no, I've got to, I'm going to start taking the day off too with them. Um, Good for you. Yeah. It's just, it's like, I need to honor that, that priority that I have set, you know, that family first and I can take a day off too. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, I still taught my class this morning, but I took the rest of the day off. But teaching my class, um, that's something I enjoy doing. Like, yeah. for me, that's not so much work, you know, because I'm, I'm getting a workout, too. Yeah. Got to get my You're workout. Getting a twofer. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it. So I asked, I asked, um, uh, my, the class participants, I'm like, hey, <laughs> You know, I, are we, is anybody planning on not being there? Because I wasn't going to show up at six o'clock in the morning if I was going to be the only one. <laughs> Absolutely. And we had a good majority of the people show up. Nice. So, yeah. That's good. It's a great way to start their, their holiday too. That's good. Yeah. So I was like, and one of the girls was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was your birthday yesterday. We could have <laughs> totally canceled. I'm like, Why? I know like, I everybody worked on has mine. a birthday. I'm like, I know, right? I worked on mine too. It was like, what? Okay, it's just another day, you know. Yeah. So just I was like, day. no, I still, I still need to get my exercise in, right? Because that's something I enjoy doing. Like for me, exercise. Like there's days where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do it, but I know I'll feel better after I do it. Sure. But for me, it's not like something I dread. Yeah. No, I feel you. Oh, and you know, don't get me wrong. I still worked this weekend, <laughs> uh, worked on things. Oh, you know what? The other thing I did, this is so dumb. One of my clients, you probably, <laughs> sorry. Um, I love when you say that because <laughs> it makes what, me feel so better dumb? about my world. No. Yep. Yes. You, so well, dumb. usually when you say what follows, I'm like, oh, I feel yeah. so much better about my world. Oh, she really is dumb. Okay. No. Uh, so <laughs> my have you seen that going around social media about the laundry stripping? You know what I'm talking about? No, but I want to know. Okay. So (laughs) I've seen it on, on social media. It's people have their clothes in a tub of, of, in their bathtub full of water. And then like hours later, they show what the water looks like after they take the clothes out. It's like Brown and it's nasty. And it's from clean clothes. 
I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. Whatever. I just keep scrolling. Well, one of my clients texted me. She was like, hey, look, this was my water after I did it. And I was <laughs> and I was like, okay, I got to try it. <laughs> so, and I've done about four loads this weekend. <laughs> it's very time consuming. It, it, not hard because you just have to let the clothes sit in the water for like four to five hours. So what you do is you wash your clothes like normal and you can either dry them or like half dry them. And then you put them in the bathtub, fill it with hot, hot water, as hot as it'll go. And you do a fourth a cup of borax, a fourth a cup of Arm & Hammer washing soda, and then like a um, pump or scoop or whatever you use of your laundry detergent. Mix it all in there and let it sit for four to five hours. <clears throat> well, you start out with clear water, obviously. But after that time, oh my gosh. Like, why is my water dingy from clean clothes? So apparently this stuff like strips all of just the junk that doesn't come out in the wash machine. Uh, so that made me feel super dirty. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. sharing. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and I use it's It's really good too, for those heavily scented, you know, like gain and tide, those mm-hmm. type of laundry detergents that are full of stuff. And I don't use one of those. So I, I was like, ah, oh, mine's not going to be bad at all. Right. Cause I'm super crunchy and blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, now it wasn't as bad as some people's, some, some of the ones I saw on Facebook, I'm like, do you just not wash your clothes? Like that's nasty. Um, yeah, but it was pretty, it's pretty interesting. I'll probably do it, you know, maybe a couple times a year, just kind of cycle things through. Um, but they definitely, I don't know, they, so I don't use a scented laundry detergent, so it never smells anyway, but they, they smell fresher if that makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was like the highlight of my weekend. I'm so lame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah. yeah. No, this that is, this is 39. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. The things we look, <laughs> things so we get sad. excited over. I know. So sad. I know. And then 40, that's going to bring a whole new bout of excitement. No, 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 no. We're not going there. Remember we're stopping here. Yes. Yes. Every year it's going to be the anniversary of, you know, Really, it needs to be like the anniversary of our 25th birthday because at 25, you can do everything. You can yeah, legally drink. You can legally vote. You can le- legally yeah. rent a car. <laughs> I don't want to. You know what? I, I really liked 35 and 37. I yeah. really liked those. Eight. I don't know what it was, but I, I would be cool to hang out there for a little bit longer. So I may celebrate the birthday, you know, the anniversary of my 35th. You do that. I'll be 10 yeah. years younger. Right, well, fine. Whatever. <laughs> whatever i'm gonna revisit my 20s even though they were probably some of my harder years i'm gonna relive yeah. them in style yeah i mean i wish i could party like i did back then that's for sure but you know. i don't know but i feel like 40 is the new 30 i you know i wonder if we think that because we're almost 40 <laughs> or Maybe. is that really true <laughs> i don't know like i'm looking I'm looking at a lot of these 40 year olds and maybe it's just because they have money and they're, you know, actors, actresses or like influential figures. And I'm like, dang, they look good. Actually, they look better in their 40s than they did in their 30s. So I'm like, there's hope. (laughs) I know, right? But I'm thinking it's because your kids are older. So, you know, young, having small children is very stressful. I mean, it's a blessing. Mm. Don't get me wrong. It's a blessing. Um, but it's, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Did you see, I don't know if you saw my, my video I posted where it's, it was saying 2020 or baby number four. 
Yeah, I, I commented on that because <laughs> I could not choose. Okay, that's so somebody was like, I don't like they reached out to me, a friend of mine. They're like, I don't get it. Like 2020 was an awful year. Why would you ever pick that over having another child? The child is a blessing. And I'm like, yes, I 100% agree with you. And I do not regret any of my children. But having children was really hard on my body. And I could, like, having another one, even my OB advised against it because of the trauma I went through and just the stress of, you know, having little people when you're, especially when you're older, like, it's just harder to keep up with them. Even if you're in great shape, it's still, (laughs) it's still hard, like mentally too, because you need to have so much sleep Yep, and little kids do not allow you that opportunity. Yep. So (laughs) I'm like, yep. I would choose 20 because, you know, 2020 did not affect me as badly as it has a lot of other people I know. And I, I feel for them. I pray for them all the time that, you know, they'll be able to, you know, get through this, find some peace, you know, you know, take it and turn it into something good. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I get it. But for me, like it, it, I mean, it opened my eyes to a lot yes you know I I feel I know I feel like everything you're you're given everything for a reason Mm -hmm. like everything you go through is a learning experience and it's what you make of that experience that shapes you Mm -hmm. Mm um so anyways that's that's my little (laughs) moment um But anyways, okay, so let's just dive into today's topic, which I'm actually really excited to talk about. Yes, Um, let's do it. So today we're going to talk about dieting advice that really is pretty awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sharing it. Like I've heard this from another, a a number of other people um, that I either look up to or follow um, just say it's me. Yes. Just say it. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Brian Turner. <laughs> Come on down. But this information is rarely shared because it's not popular. It does not um, uh, feed into diet culture the way diet industry wants it to. Right. So, okay. So, let me ask you, or let me say, Guess what happens if you eat low to zero fat in your diet, but eat too many calories? Do you think? Oh, get- pick me. Pick me. Free. <laughs> You're going to store fat. Exactly. Okay. So what happens if you eat zero carbs in your diet, but you eat too many calories? Oh, oh, oh. You, <laughs> you store fat. <laughs> okay. Okay, good job. So, now, what happens if you do not eat late at night? So, you stop eating just around 7, 8 o'clock, but you consume too many calories during the day? Uh, I may know, but I'd like to phone a friend. Okay. (laughs) Well, you can phone a friend. What did your Uh, friend say? She told me that you store fat. Uh, And she would be right. Smart. Um, 
Now, what happens if you eat completely clean, non-processed, organic foods, but you eat too many calories? Big shocker. Wait for it. You store fat. Okay, so what about if you eat or if you take fat burners every day, do detox teas and diet shakes, um, but you are eating too many calories? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm, I'm really nervous about this that I could be wrong, but I think you store fat. <laughs> And again, you are correct. Man, you're good at this game. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, if you get, if you haven't noticed, like there is a pattern here. For um, sure. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what people tell you. The science is there. You take in too many calories, whether you're following a ketogenic diet, whether you're following the whole 30 whether you're eating within a window like intermittent fasting, if you take in too many calories, you will store fat. Carbs don't make you fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. Sugar doesn't make you fat. Now, they can affect other things, but what makes you fat or allows you to store fat is excess calories. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, in order for your body not to store fat, it must be in a calorie deficit. What is a calorie deficit? Well, a calorie deficit occurs when you consume fewer calories than your body expends. Um, Now, a calorie deficit can look different um, for everyone, but usually a calorie deficit would be about two to 500 calories um, per day. And that's to be effective and sustainable with weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and will decrease your chances of burning through lean mass. So if you're in a deficit of say like 800 to a thousand, you could actually, you're in too much of a deficit And you can actually start burning through your lean mass, which is going to decrease your metabolism. Now, if you're looking for weight loss, you want an increased metabolism. Right. So it's really important to keep that in mind. You don't, just because you can cut your calories more doesn't mean you should. Right. Um, So how do you calculate your calorie deficit in order to reach your goals? Well, there's a couple different ways to do this. Um, One would be BMR, using your BMR, which is the calories for you to do absolutely nothing. So basically, I I joke around with my clients when I explain this. If you're in a coma, like that, what you're doing right there, that those are the calories you need to function, your BMR. Um, because you still need calories to breathe. You still, like your organs need calories to function. So, and BMR, it ranges from person to person. Um, and there's a couple different ways to figure out your BMR. Some are more accurate than other. I mean, you can like go online and Google a calculation for a BMR. Those are going to be less accurate. There are 
um, machines. Uh, like you can go to a testing center and have your BMR tested. Um, there's uh, a machine that basically it's a tube that you breathe into. So you're sitting there or laying there, not doing anything, not moving. And you have this tube in your mouth and you've got kind of like this, like, it sounds kind of scary when I'm going to say it, but it's really not like this, like vacuum seal thing over your head. Um, and it's measuring your, um, your, um, input and output of your oxygen carbon dioxide levels Mm -hmm. and it's calculating your BMR. Mm. So that can be expensive. Um, but it is a way to, get a more accurate reading of your BMR. So BMR plus uh, your NEAT, which is your calories from just moving around, like day-to-day stuff where you're not doing exercise, like mm-hmm. um, I don't know, brushing your teeth, um, making lunch, um, that kind I, of stuff. Just your activities of daily living. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus exercise. So BMR plus calories to move around plus exercise. Mm -hmm. That would determine um, your overall calories, your caloric value. And then from that, you could add in your caloric deficit. And again, I recommend between two to 500. Now, all of this stuff that I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of information, but something that's going to vary from person to person. It's really important to try to get with a professional to have more, um, to have better guidance because what I'm telling you is very generic. I'm not, I, I'm just kind of giving you an idea to start off, but I highly recommend that you find someone that c- can better assist you with this. Um, because it's all a game. Oh, I don't want to say it's a game. It's all a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> not a game. Oh, uh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, how to express, like, it's something I say all the time and now I'm totally drawing. <laughs> I can't help you there, sister. <laughs> I know. It's um, trial and error. Okay. It's all trial and error when it comes to figuring this stuff out. Um, and so you might like the next way um, that I share better than trying to figure out this calculation. Okay. So another approach that I like to take for, is for one week, you track your food. Mm-hmm. You write down everything you eat. Now you need to be completely 100% honest with yourself and be really mindful of everything that you are including. So Mm -hmm. if you add butter to your pan to cook your meat or oil, make sure to calculate that in. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would track everything for one week and there's apps to do that, or you can do it in a journal. Um, I like to use my fitness pal. And then I also recommend for my clients when they're tracking to jot down how they're feeling throughout the day. Like, you know, 
noon, I was getting kind of sluggish. Three o'clock, I had brain fog. Six o'clock, you know, I had a headache. Or maybe you woke up with like tons of energy and maybe you felt amazing throughout the day. Um, anything, anything that you're feeling that you're noticing, write it down. Because mm-hmm. that can also help you figure out if what you're doing is working. Right. Um, so you're going to track your calories. And um, if your calories are about, or if they're 1,800 a day or more, then I would recommend when you're going into that caloric deficit that you do between two and 500, just like we did before. Um, but you don't want to go below 1600 and I'll tell you why, because our bodies naturally want to maintain, they naturally want to adapt. Mm -hmm. So when you bring your calories down, your body is eventually going to get used to it being at that lower level. Mm -hmm. Um, so you may need to go further and adjust your calories. And if you're down to like, you know, just say you're at 1600 and you drop it down to 200. Well, now you're at 1400 and then you drop it down another 200. Well, you're at 1200. I'm sorry, but if you are over the age of 10, you should be way above 1200 calories. Mm, Agreed. And I don't really like to look at calories as a daily thing. So when I'm saying, you know, 1800, I'm saying you're averaging. So I like to look at it as a week because you're Mm going to have some days where you're going to go higher and some days where you're going to go lower. That's just normal. That that's normal. Um, so you want to average it out and see what that average number is. Right. And then, um, after reducing your calories, you really want to pay attention to how you're feeling. If you notice that you're constantly hungry or you're feeling lethargic or you have brain fog, then you really need to reevaluate where your calories are at. Because Mm -hmm. if you're constantly hungry and you're eating, you know, the amount of calories that you had put down and, you're eating really nutrient rich calories, you're not getting enough calories. Mm-hmm. If you're, and if you're, you know, lethargic all the time or tired and you're experiencing a lot of brain fog, you really need to look at what you're eating and how much you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important that you pay attention to your body. Um, and if you're, calories you're averaging are quite a bit less than 1800 a day. So you're tracking, tracking, and you're noticing that your calories are actually really low, then you need to really focus first on bringing your metabolism back up. Right. Because you don't want to take yourself into a lower deficit um, if your metabolism or your calories are already so low. So we've talked about it in the past, uh, past episode, uh, 28 reverse dieting. I would recommend checking that, listening to that. Lots of good information there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, I would honestly, 
anything below, it's really hard for me to tell because there's so many variables that goes into how many calories you should take in. But right. if you're below, if you're eating below 1600, um, I really think that you should go listen to that podcast. Yeah. If you're looking to drop down lower. Right. Um, now, you don't want to be in a caloric deficit for too long because it can affect your metabolism, um, which we don't want. So anytime you do a caloric deficit, whenever you're bringing your calories down to lose weight, you, I always, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it shouldn't be any more than 12 to 24 weeks in the deficit, um, that you stay in that particular deficit. Now, with that being said, again, it changes from person to person, Mm -hmm. but we're looking to keep your metabolism up. And when you're in that deficit for so long, your metabolism metabolism is going to go down. But there's a ways around that. You can go into that deficit, take a break for a little while from that deficit, go back into your maintenance phase, which is your original calories to maintain. So you're not going to be losing weight during that time, but you are going to be getting stronger. You are going to be, you know, being more mindful. Use it as a, a reflection time. Mm-hmm. And a time to better get to know your body and yourself. Um, and then you could always bring it back down later. But I can't stress enough how important it is to, when you're doing stuff like this, you really should be working with a professional. Um, until you get to know your body well enough, which it, it takes a while. Um, to do this kind of stuff. Cause you, my, my worry is with doing this kind of stuff that people are going to go into the diet mentality and they're going to constantly be looking at restricting right. themselves. And that could be extremely harmful on your mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, full disclosure here. I personally do not count my calories from day to day. Um, I practice more of an intuitive eating type of approach, which we talked about um, in a past podcast episode, a recent one, actually, um, where so intuitive eating is more like where I listen to my body and I eat when I'm truly hungry and I can recognize when I'm really full. Right. So I and a good way to know whether, you know, so like I ate a donut the other day. Actually, I had two donuts. I didn't finish the second one, but I stopped halfway through the second one because that donut just didn't taste as good anymore. Mm-hmm. I could have kept eating it, but to me, that was a signal that, okay, I was good. Like my body didn't need it anymore. Right. And, but I, it took me years to learn that. And mm-hmm. I am not an advocate for counting calories I really do feel like it could play with somebody's mind. And I feel like, you know, excess, in, in excess, it can lead to eating disorders. But I think counting calories in the beginning to 
it's more for like awareness to let you know where you're at um, and kind of where to go next because intuitive eating relies very much on you being in tune with your body and its needs. Well, you, if you've been habitually overeating or eating crap or not listening to signals in your body, you're not going to be able to just turn that off like a switch and start now. Right. I wish. Yeah. Right. So this is kind of, you know, baby steps in order to teach your body how to recognize those signals. It's almost like you're a toddler and you're Mm -hmm. learning a new skill. I mean, this is a skill that you've had, but may have been manipulated over time. You know, your parents, when you were younger, telling you you had to finish everything on your plate, Mm -hmm. even though you were full, you had to do it or else you couldn't get up from the dinner table or you couldn't have that, that ice cream or that, you know, cupcake or whatever. Um, So us being numb to our body's needs started potentially at a very early age. Mm -hmm. And we've since then learned so many years of bad habits and fooling it into thinking that it wants one thing when it may not want that thing. Mm -hmm. So we're having to undo all of these years of bad habits and going on the keto diet or the intermittent fasting or whatever diet that, you know, you may be thinking about doing is not going to undo that. Actually, it's creating more bad habits and it's creating that negative relationship that you have with food because now it's telling you, you can't have things. Right. Whereas you can have, I mean, you can have anything you want as long as you're in a caloric deficit. Now, I will say with that, you want balance because if you're not eating the right kinds of foods, the majority of the time, you're not going to get full on those crappy foods. And it's going to put you into like starvation or hunger mode to where you're just going to be this ravenous person and you're just gonna you know want to stockpile and eat everything that comes across your way Mm -hmm. you know if you think about it when you go on a restrictive diet first off you give yourself a start date like oh yeah i'm gonna start monday and then you know you knock out that pint of ben and jerry's ice cream the night before because you know that you're gonna be restricting yourself yep gotta get it out of the house yeah and then you either give yourself an expiration date or you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go into this. Guns blazing. I got this. And then two weeks in, you're like, yep, I can't do this. And Or like you get tempted by that one little cookie that somebody dangles in front of your face. And then that, that's it. That just ends everything. And then you feel like a failure because right. you didn't stick to the diet. And that just puts you in a bad mental state you're beating Mm -hmm. yourself up because you had a freaking cookie Mm -hmm. Um, and you're just creating this vicious never-ending cycle um yep so uh, it's again i don't like it it's really a double-edged sword i really don't like people getting fixated on those calories but i feel like in the beginning it's something that is a really good guiding tool for you to use. 
Yeah, I think it's just a good awareness, like you stated earlier. And then... Otherwise, you have no idea. Yeah, you have... Well, and a lot of my clients, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, I... They'll either think they wait overeat or they wait undereat. And they're so surprised when they look and see that they've, you know, that they're eating as much as they are. And then I have clients that, you know, they put on a lot of weight, but they're really under eating. And I'm like, okay, the only way that you can lose weight is if you're in a caloric deficit. So if you're, if you're eating as little as you say you are, then you're not in a caloric deficit. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe your metabolism has gone way down or maybe you're just not eating as little as you think you are because you're forgetting to calculate all this in. And so tracking it really does create that awareness. Yes. Um, And it's so very important. And I'm going to say it again because I feel really strongly about this and it's really hard for me to say this, but you, I don't want people to get fixated on always, always counting their calories. Like you really should be working towards more finding out what your body needs. Like not just number wise, but actually like listen to your body and what it needs. But you, you have to start somewhere. It's like going to the um, bowling rink and like they put the little bumpers on so your ball doesn't go in the gutter. You're trying to learn how to get down, but they need to have the bumpers up in order mm-hmm. for you to get the rhythm and to figure out how to throw the ball right. Well, it's just yeah. kind of like the same thing. Just just so we're clear, it's a bowling alley, not a bowling oh. rink. <laughs> yeah, well, you can see Sorry, how it's not it. <laughs> Hey, if that's my one big split up, I'm okay with that. I know, right? I know. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. It's a great place to start, but you shouldn't hang out there forever. Mm-mm. It's just It's just about creating that awareness. Yeah, because it, I mean, and you could probably speak on it because I know you've spoken on it in past podcasts about your issues um, with, you know, tracking everything you ate and um, kind of obsessing over that and how bad it was for you just mentally. I mean, like you said, it, it led to a whole other issue. It led to a disordered way of eating and I became obsessive with, with the scale, uh, not only the scale you stand on, but the food scale and measuring and tracking. Um, and it, it just created a whole other set of issues that I then had to work through. Uh, so it's a very fine line and, you know, every, everybody's journey is, is very individual. I just, I still recommend it just for the purpose of learning portion sizes Mm -hmm. and really getting idea of, Oh man, I didn't really think, you know, that handful of goldfish or those couple chicken nuggets that I had off my kid's plate or, you know, that, that Coke and that, and then that glass of wine I had at night, man, I didn't realize that added up to an additional 500 calories a day, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, that, and and that's the importance of tracking is to show that you don't have to make this huge overhaul to see changes. Right. You can literally just take out that handful of goldfish and maybe that Coke and, and start to see some positive changes. So exactly. And I'm so glad you brought up portion sizes because I mean, to being more mindful of your portion sizes and you don't even need to like 
I mean, in the beginning, it, it would be a good idea to measure to know how much you're eating. But as you go along, you don't need to be measuring your food. I mean, they have the whole hand guide where, you know, your palm is, right. you know, the serving size is four ounces of meat. And then your cupped hand is your vegetables. And then, or maybe it's car- uh, carbs. I can't remember. Um, Your thumb is, you know, your fats. Like, it's it's portion sizes are huge and you should be very mindful of that. And mm-hmm. I love the point you made about just, you know, removing that one thing, a goldfish or that one soda. Cause if you think about it, soda is like what? 200 calories. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't, I don't either, but uh, I think, well, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but okay. We'll say it's 200 calories. You remove that one thing well, you're already in your deficit. Exactly. You know, and it was just that one thing. And maybe you don't remove it every single day. Maybe you remove it, you know, four out of the seven days of the week. Right. So you're still getting it. But if you're looking at it on a weekly basis, well, right there, if you're doing four, you just removed, how much is that? Four times two. Four times two is eight. Yeah. So 800 calories for the week. Mm Mm-hmm. Just by, you know, r- removing that one soda a couple days. Right. So it's, yeah, it's important to be aware. And I can't stress that enough. You need to be aware of what's going in your body. Right. Uh, did you have anything else you would like to add? No, I think you nailed it. It's just creating that awareness and, and taking it slow. And that's why we always talk about the baby steps. You know, it mm-hmm. could be that that one soda, maybe you drink three a day. So you remove one, you know, mm-hmm. it's not we're not telling you to remove all the things and uh, all at once and make these huge changes because that's not going to stick. So no. when you restrict your body too much, it or you restrict it's it's a mental thing. You're mm-hmm. it's like 99% mental and emotional. Um, so when you tell yourself you can't have something, that's going to be the one thing that you really want, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get it, your tendency is to go overboard. Yep. Agreed. So you never want to restrict, um, just start looking at different, like, Okay, just say you eat that handful of goldfish every day. Maybe you don't love goldfish. Maybe you just eat it because it's there. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's where you should start. Is something that you don't really love. You just it's just kind of there, right? It's like what? Why? Yeah. Ask yourself: Is it really serving you? Mm, Not really. Okay, let it go. Is it what you really want? Right. Because if it's something you really want, like if you, if your soda is the one thing that gets you through the day. Like, mm-hmm. you need that soda every day. Then don't cut that soda. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually that's where I start is the beverages. Mm-hmm. But if that's the one thing. I have a client. She, her one thing is her coffee with her creamer and, um, you know, sugar. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if that's the one thing that gets you through your day, then do not cut that. Right. Find somewhere else that you could tweak or adjust. Right. Um. So your, you know, your life is still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right, my dear. Well, that is all I have. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get this one up. And hopefully it, it speaks to some people and helps them kind of rethink the plan they may have going forward. Amen. And of course, I want to say this for our listeners really quick. If sure. you have any suggestions on topics or something you want to know more about, please, please, please feel free to send us a message. Um, you can find us on our Facebook page at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Brie, or you can comment. Can they reach us on the podcast? I think so. Um, <laughs> you should probably look that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how, but I think so. Um, and, and they can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. All right, sister. Talk um, to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Brie, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Brie at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.